to Intentionally Grounded. I'm your host, Brian Willey, along with my co-host, John Kesselman. Episode 51 features the founder of Lead'em Up, Adam Bradley. In this episode, we dive into the leadership content and curriculum of Lead'em Up and learn strategies for developing leaders and improving the culture in your own programs. This season, Intentionally Grounded is partnering with First Down Playbook. For coaches looking for a playbook software that is user-friendly and can deliver the clarity necessary to share and communicate your scheme with coaches and players alike, check out First Down Playbook. For more information, check out their website at firstdownplaybook.com. And for our listeners of our show, enter the code IGFB20 when purchasing individual or program memberships to receive a discount at checkout. Again, that code is IGFB20. Don't forget to check out our website at igfootballcoach.com for all our blog posts and podcast episodes. And check out our newly released YouTube channel that houses the video cast version of our podcast episodes as well, along with additional content related to leadership, football, and coaching development. Season 3, Episode 1 of Intentionally Grounded with Adam Bradley starts now. Uh, Mr. Bradley, why don't you introduce yourself here to our audience? Yeah, First of all, thanks for having me, guys. Man, I'm excited to be with you all. And my name is Adam Bradley. I run an organization called Lead Em Up. Uh, currently reside out in the Baltimore, Washington market is where the majority of my work is done. And uh, just excited to connect with you and coaches uh, through this platform tonight. Adam, like you just kind of led in with, you're the founder of Lead Em Up. Uh, what was the reasoning behind finding or founding this site? And, and how did you kind of get started? And, and what do you hope to accomplish through your platform? Yeah, you know, I, I, so it was interesting, you know, I didn't set out with the hope of creating this. It kind of happened over time. You know, my old high school football program that I used to, the school that I attended, it was about five years ago at this point. They, you know, they, they, their community has gone through some challenges of late. I think that's a safe way to put it. Um, you know, the kids, you know, have some different challenges and they've asked me if I come on board as their leader leadership coach. It was a very vague request. I didn't really know what they wanted. We didn't know. They just, they know me and they felt like I could have a positive impact. Some of the, maybe because some of the other stuff I do in the community and, and I thought, thought about it for a while and I said, you know, hey, this is interesting. Let's do it. And what we decided upon that year was that we were going to commit 45 minutes every week. We were going to cut practice on a Tuesday, 45 minutes early. They were going to hand the kids over to me and I was going to take them through leadership stuff. I mean, very vague. And as we went through the season, I mean, I went all in. And essentially, as I went through, I journaled and diaried everything I did with the team. And I would sit there and just identify different challenges going on within the team and the players. And I would just try to brainstorm and create uh, different exercises that would engage them and move them and concepts that would stick. And as I went through, I had a great, great year with these boys. We had tremendous growth. Everybody raved about the program. They talked about how much impact that it had. And, and then just locally, other coaches started reaching out and saying, hey, so I saw you're working with Hawkins Mill over there. What is it you're doing? And guys, you know, after, not, I'm not saying hundreds of requests, but, you know, let's say it's 20, 30 requests come in. All of a sudden, you begin to realize, like, you know, I may be onto something. You know, there may be value to provide some of these drills and exercises that I've created and provided to them. And that kind of birthed Lead Them Up. And, you know, a lot of it's fueled just by my, my heart and passion to impact young people and to really develop them. But just working with that one team and really just trying to serve those young men in that program. And, and then just thankfully, 
garnering interest locally and, and nationally through my podcast that I host as well, um, serving the coaching community. It's been pretty cool to see. Uh, we're five years in. We've got uh, we're 500 schools utilizing the program because uh, we've got a digital curriculum where coaches can access the exercises and do it themselves. And we've got a team of regional coaches that go around and actually work with teams ourselves. Uh, so it's pretty neat. And coach, for those who have uh, never really um, seen your podcast or maybe never accessed it or looked for it, where can they find your podcast and what is it called? Yeah, so it's called The Hardwood Hustle. been hosting it for five years. Um, it's basketball theme, but it's really a coaching resource for all coaches. And, you know, we've had some great episodes. You know, we've had opportunities to interview high-profile guys all the way up, Mark Cuban and Kevin Durant. Um, and, and those are cool and all, but really the value of the, the podcast are some of the episodes about maybe how to manage your star players' egos or how to handle parent dynamics, right, or how to have appropriate post-game conversations with players. You know, we're really trying to be a resource. So check it out, Harwood Hustle. If you're a coach, assuming you are, if you're listening to this, I think you'll find value in the podcast. And who would you say have been some of your biggest influencers from a leadership development standpoint throughout your career? That's, there's an organization called PGC Basketball. Uh, if you are familiar with them in any way, they are one of the most dynamic uh, organizations in the country. Uh, my co-host is one of the directors for PGC Basketball. It also used to be called Point Guard College. And, and they have a, a group of individuals within their organization that are incredible. Um, so they've certainly influenced me immensely. I'd say a, a gentleman by the name of Steve Shenbaum, who owns an organization called Game On Nation. Steve works with a lot of high-level collegiate professional teams uh, from a leadership standpoint. And Steve and his Game On team, we actually had an early stage partnership through Lead Em Up with Steve and, and Game On. And they were huge mentors for me. And, and then I, I'd say also just, you know, my faith. Right. You know, my, my faith mentors me in the sense of you know, having a relationship with the Lord and, and kind of my different pastors and different mentors associated with that um, have played a big role in my development as well. That's awesome. Uh, how big of an issue is leadership in today's athletic programs, whether it's the teams that you work with or the, the groups that you look at from the outside looking in? How big of a leadership issue is there out there? Well, first of all, <laughs> So a lot of it depends on who you talk to, right? You know, I, I think, you know, you come across some coaches and, and there's still so many out there, John and Brian, that like they just, they haven't, they haven't opened themselves up to the leadership dynamic. They just want to coach X's nose. They, they don't think that culture stuff really matters and that leadership stuff really matters. And, you know, in those cases, they'll say it's not a big deal. We're just not strong enough. We're just not big enough. We're just not fast enough. We just don't execute quick enough. And, and I'm like, well, it's interesting, right? Like, how come your players in this program have such a hard time when the one down the street, for some reason, they just get it, right? How come they're just more selfless? How come they're more committed to the program? Like, what's the big difference? Maybe they've done something from a leadership perspective that has helped produce an environment within their program, causing them to win. Maybe it's not just the size, the strength, the X's and the O's that you think it is. So I think it's, 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 Every program has to deal with it. So how big of an issue is every single team in the country, regardless of the sport, at different levels, albeit, okay? Um, you know, and, and for us, you know, one of my mentors tells me, you got to fight every day for the team you desire to have, right? And, and for us, you know, I think that's part of the theme. You've got to fight every day 
from a leadership development standpoint to make sure our players are leading our teams in the appropriate manner. Um, so, I mean, I think it's bigger than it's, it's ever been really, because I think when you start talking about some of the societal stuff that we're talking about, mental health and culture is a big word. Um, when you think about social media and the role that that has, there are more influences in our players' minds than ever before. And they're not always healthy. Okay, so like we've got to be on guard. We've got to fight for this. We've got to work to develop our players um, because if not, it's not going to be helpful. And, and I think we're seeing that time and time again. And how do you get student athletes to invest in, in this as a worthwhile endeavor nowadays when they're looking at it as maybe something that's just going to take away from their time and um, in, in their efforts elsewhere? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the battles we fight, Brian, you know, is getting kids to understand like this is important. And, and why this is important. And we talk about it from a couple of different avenues. You know, one, we, we try to remind them the role that it plays in, and we, we teach it by way of this kind of illustration. We say on one side of the game, you've got skills and schemes, and we all recognize what those are, right? You have to be talented. You've got to be well coached. You've got to be able to execute. We get that. On the other side of the equation is what we call leadership and character. Character, who we are, leadership, and what we do. I've seen teams, we've all seen teams, extremely dominant on one side. They're strong, big, fast. They can run, they can hit, they can do all these different things, but they lack everything over on this equation, okay? And what that usually looks like is a team filled with a lot of egos that can't overcome adversity, right? That, that fight for themselves more than the team, right? That, that aren't as committed. They don't show up with a great energy and spirit and that juice and that fire on a regular basis. They try to turn it up on game day, but that doesn't work, right? So they're really strong over here, but man, they lack over here. And as a result, they can't reach their full potential. Flip side, we've seen teams that love one another, fight for one another, work hard, do everything the right way, are coachable, right? Support one another. They're just not that good football players. And as a result, they don't get where they want to go. If we want to get where we want to go, it all has to come together. And when it all comes together, we live in this special place in the center that is reserved for champions, okay? Right, so, so for us, the way we pitch it is, do you want to develop something special this year with this team? Of course you do. We all do. No one wants to sign up for a dysfunctional team. We want to be part of a special season, a special team. The only way we can reach our full potential is when we put it all together. And we can't put it all together unless we intentionally work on it all, right? Because leadership is a skill, and like any skill, it needs to be developed. And if we're not working on it, we're not developing it, which means we're, uh, we're gonna be struggling in that area of our, of our team. So we need to work on it all. So for us, how do we get it? We do, one, making sure we cast the vision and they understand in order for us to reach our full potential, it all has to come together. It really does. We can still be good without it, but you can't reach your full potential. That's just the fact of the matter. So we paint that picture. The second dynamic is we have to teach it in a way that they want to learn it. All right? So that's one of the things we pride ourselves on when we lead them up. We teach using the most memorable, portable curriculum possible filled with the stickiest language. We teach how they learn. Okay, so we are not workbook, we are not homework, we are not PowerPoint, we are not lecture based. We are interactive drills and exercises using themes and teaching concepts that stick with the players, right? The language, like 
whether it's sugar and salt, whether it's green team, whether it's nine clap, whether it's going for the gold, all these different phrases, hype battle. We teach it where these kids will be like, oh, you're my six. Oh, man, like, let's build the green team because we're trying to be money, okay? These different phrases so we can build it in a way that's like, hey, we doing lead them up this week? Oh, sweet. Let's go. Let's go, right? That's mm -hmm. typically the response. That's what we're working towards. And I don't think you need to sacrifice the content or sacrifice the message, right? To, I think you can accomplish both. And we've worked really hard. So casting the vision so they understand. The second part, teaching it in a way that they want to receive it. Those are the two big things for us. Adam, you talked a little bit just like just through how you practice and how you kind of get your message across. In you know, like you said, when you first started, 45 minutes, you got 45 minutes once a week. Uh, how do you get your message across in a short amount of time? You know, if you had, if you had, you know, your core, your foundational belief, and you've got, you know, one opportunity once a week, what does that look like for you then in a condensed setting? Yeah, I mean, it's condensed in the sense of 45, but if you take it over the course of a season, it's 12 to 14 sessions. Okay, so you're really building. So, yes, you're only doing 45 minutes of teaching, um, but, but you're also doing it week after week and building on themes. So I think it's a combination of, um, obviously, the consecutive weeks and committing to it. I think it's a combination of some of the exercises we do in the 45 minutes. There's typically one or two that actually carry over throughout the course of the week, okay? So there's different things. Like, for example, we've got the beat the coach exercise where we may be talking about focus in the session, right? How do we lock in like leaders? And we may go through a couple of different exercises, but then that week we roll out an exercise called beat the coach where in practice, anytime coach has to address focus or a lack of focus in practice, which happens all the time, right? Blow the whistle, hey, we need to lock in. Hey, we're not focused, right? What are we doing here? Anytime a coach addresses it before players do, that's a point for a coach, okay? Now, if the players address it before the coach, that's a point for the players. In most cases, if the player addresses it and then the coach has to come back behind them and reinforce what you just said, hey, did y'all hear what Brian just said? We need to lock in. He's right. That's a point for the player. So it's a week-long exercise to reinforce the theme. Um, so we do a lot of different things. So, so 45 minutes is the teaching, uh, but just like a football coach, right? You go into the classroom, okay, and you introduce a new set or a new offense, right? Okay, you do your teaching from a classroom setting, but then you go out and you live it out and you execute it. Similar fashion, 45 minutes, we're going to do our drill and exercise, but then we're going to have some things that are going to carry over during the course of the week that are going to reinforce the theme, okay? And then we're going to get it back next Monday or next Tuesday, whenever it happens to be. Now, your company, Leadama, really talks about the idea that better people become better athletes. Can you explain a little bit more about that foundational belief? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, if you develop um, better habits, you develop a greater responsibility, if you increase your maturity, right, if, if you increase your communication, all the different character traits, right? We always say we need players with great character. I always remind players, we're not just saying – we need players that get good grades and stay out of trouble who don't do drugs. Those are given. Those are obvious. Of course, we don't want those players, right, that are high before practice. We get it, okay? What we're actually saying when coaches say we need kids with good character is we need kids with good character traits, 
okay? They are coachable. They are enthusiastic. They are hardworking. They are humble, right? All these different traits. Well, those traits tie into being a better person, all right? So those traits of a champion are what we need. When the, well, well, it just so happens then, okay, if you become a better person, you'll actually become a better athlete. You will be able to connect with your teammates better. You'll be able to, to you know, have the discipline in your life to you know, work out, to go to sleep at the appropriate time, to study the film. You will have better habits on studying and note-taking and asking questions when you need to, right? You, you'll have better communication skills to interact with your teammates and, and drive them to a higher level. So if we can work on the person, it will help the athlete. And that's why, gentlemen, Team, we often get grouped into team building, right? It just kind of gets looped into that family. And I get it. I totally understand where it comes from. We don't believe in it from a team building perspective. We believe in people building. Because if you build the people, the people will build the team. Right? I actually don't know how to do it in the reverse fashion, to build a team without building the people. I don't quite know how to do it in that way. But if you build the people and, and you teach them the skill set of how to build uh, relationships and communicate and, and different strategies for discipline and such, man, they're going to build a special team. They really will. So um, for us, that's, that's kind of our approach. Adam, leadership is such a huge component in establishing and improving culture and, and building unity in any business or program, whether it's athletics or not athletics. Uh, most of our listeners are football coaches, and many of them are probably in a situation where um, – you know, not everybody wins a state championship every year. So, you know, 70% of all teams are probably 500 or below. So how does lead them up really uh, produce leaders who are able to transform and improve a culture and turn around a program? Right, so, you know, we're talking about a program that I like that you mentioned that. I, I think a lot of times in podcasts and in clinics, we're always talking about like, the championship team, right? Or like, <laughs> right. how do you lead that championship athlete? And, and most of us don't live in that world, right? That you just mentioned. Most of us are living in the 500 or below. Like we're trying to keep our numbers up. Right? <laughs> we're trying to get kids not to transfer. Like right. we're just hanging on, right? I mean, that's where most of us are. And and he, here's the reality. You know, I think I think no matter what level you're at, high, low, building, you know, what, wherever you happen to be, right? You know, um, those that are planted will flourish. When you've got a strong foundation. Right? It allows us to grow and build something special. And, and I think regardless of where you are, you've got to build that foundation. And for us, I believe Lead em Up helps produce healthy foundations. Because right? when we're building up these players and we're creating this environment within the team, right? we are creating an environment that's going to help produce growth. Okay? There's, going to, there's going to be a, a selflessness within the room as a result of some of this intentional work. Right, there's going to be a, a level of enthusiasm that's increased, right? That's going to make everything more enjoyable through the process, right? There's going to be a greater sense of competition and a greater camaraderie. There's going to be a lot of things that we need, especially if our program is struggling a little bit, okay? And, and I'd almost say in those situations, you need it more, right? Because you can't just rely on the wins. You can't rely on, well, I know we don't have health culture, but at least we got these D1 coaches coming through the building all the right. But like, you can't rely on that in those type of environments. You better do some things differently to create something special so the kids say, you know what, yeah, we may not win as many games, but, man, like, I wouldn't trade this experience for my life, 
right? Like th this was one of the best experiences I've ever had. And, and my brothers are on this team. And you know what? When we say one, two, three brothers, four, five, six family, a lot of teams just say it and it is lip service and it is not lived out or played out. Not the case here. We've created it and I feel it. So, you know, I think, I think it's even more important in those environments. Um, and, and then the good news is when you create that, it actually helps produce winning, right? right. Like um, it, it helps create that. So, yeah, I think it's even more important in those type of settings. Now, when you look at the, the future of Lead'em Up and the platform that you've been afforded, what are some of the big goals that you have for your movement moving forward? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, it's so hard to say. You know, I'm not a real big five-year in advance type guy. I mean, half the time you don't even know where you're going to be six months from now and opportunities present themselves. I, I think for us, just it's a continual um, refining of our curriculum. Right, just figuring out new ways to improve upon that. One of our big initiatives is rolling out our regional coaching program. Uh, although our program is digital, where coaches can access it and purchase it, and then do the exercises themselves because they're very—that's how it's designed. There is still value in the regional coach having someone come out, having a different voice, maybe a trained coach from lead them up to come out and work with your team. There's still a lot of value on that. So uh, we've got five regional coaches around the country we're hoping to have 10 by the end of 2020 and maybe get up to about 20 at the end of 2021 so that's a big initiative for us one of the other things i'll plant the seed um, that i think is a huge deal and guys let's come back to this podcast five years from and see where this prediction that i'm going to make um, see how it plays out all right i believe you're going to see a huge trend and we want to be one of the groups that are at the front of it of high schools specifically, but in colleges, but high schools just for the sense of this conversation, uh, bringing on full-time leadership coaches in the building, on staff. Okay, I think about 10, 15 years ago, um, you saw a major shift in the strength and conditioning side of it, right? 10, 15 years ago, my old co-host in the Harwood Hustle, a guy named Alan Stein, he talks about this all the time. He's a strength and conditioning coach. When he graduated Elon in the late 90s, he went to the biggest basketball programs in the country, DeMatha, Montrose Christian, some big programs, and said, I want to be your strength and conditioning coach. They had none of it in, at the time, right? And he had to pitch them and pitch them and pitch them. He finally pitched them. He linked up with Montrose Christian when Kevin Durant was there, and he basically said, hey, I will train your guys. I will put programs together. I will develop them. And they were like, wow, that's great. Let's do it. But look at it today, right, 15, 20 years later. Tell me a program that doesn't have someone managing their strength and conditioning program. It's essential. Why? Because you've got all these coaches that have 50 million things on their plate, right? They're not skilled enough or trained enough, no offense to most coaches, to, to know all the nuances to how to create a perfect, well-executed, off-season strength and conditioning program. So what do we do? We brought someone in. We're seeing, I, I believe over the next five to ten years, you're going to see a major um, push and in addition of having a leadership coach on staff in the building to work with each and every team. And I believe that because I believe in the same light of a strength and conditioning coach, coaches are being tasked with so many different things that it's very, they're not in a position to execute and lead and create a leadership program for their teams. Although they know it's important, they're not in that position. They're dealing with scheduling and this player and this parent and this responsibility, all these different things. Um, so one of the big pushes for us is that we, um, 
we are piloting with a couple schools uh, on staff leadership coaches where they are in the building. They are working with all the teams and all the coaches in, with, within the entire school for all three seasons. They are creating custom programs with each team. They're sitting down with each coach. They're going through, hey, this is what I think we should do here. This is the players that we need to, to really develop, just customizing it, um, utilizing the lead em up program, working with each and every team, and, and really being that person in the building to lead that initiative. So I, I think that you're going to see a big push on that. Um, and we want to be one of the groups that are at the forefront of it. That's, Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome stuff. That's outstanding. I mean, because um, here's the thing, John, can I, can I jump in? Yeah. We work with these team, these schools, right? And we work with all sports. So we're, we're, you go around the building, right? And, and you talk to the AD and you're like, Hey, you know, let's talk about leadership. What are your teams doing? Ah, you know, I let them kind of do what they want to do. You know, I let the, leave it up to them. Totally cool. Okay. You, you go coach by coach by coach. They're all just trying to figure it out. Like no one has a great plan. This coach is doing this. This coach read this book with the team. This one's watching videos every week. I mean, they're just, it is literally like, let me just throw a bunch of stuff on the wall. Right. And check off the box that we're developing leaders. I've got a guest speaker coming in next week. No rhyme or reason, no intentionality. They're trying to figure it out. And in fairness to the coach, y'all have a hundred million things on your plate, figuring out how to put a full-fledged leadership program together and execute it and actually have it produce the results you want. That, that needs to be brought in from the outside and, and helped kind of manage for you. So that's my thing, guys. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think Brian and I can both relate. Uh, probably all too well with everything that you're saying. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, we can relate 100% with what you're talking about. Um, but before we let you go, Adam, I did want to make sure that um, everybody listening to the podcast understands that we, you know, Brian and I have, a, this is a Midwest podcast, really. Um, so you are going to be in the Minnesota area, the Minneapolis area here in uh, roughly three to four months. Talk about that just a little bit, kind of what you have going on. Um, so a lot of guys that um, listen to this, a lot of people that listen to this know where they could get some follow-up information from with you. Yeah, yeah, no, so I'm, I uh, do a lot of speaking on the Glacier circuit, right? So most of your listeners, I'm guessing, are familiar with Glacier Clinics, certainly uh, one of the leaders, if not the leader, in, in football coaching development. And February 7th, uh, 2020, uh, from 9 to noon, Glacier's doing a real cool, unique thing. They heard without a free all-sports coaches workshop from nine to noon. So any coach of any sport is free to attend. Um, and it is at the Mystic Lake Casino Hotel in Prior Lake, Minnesota. The theme is establishing a cultural foundation that produces champions in any sport. Um, I'm excited. I, I've been asked to, to kind of lead that three hour workshop. So I'll be participating in that. And um, they're expecting a big audience and, and I'm looking forward to it. Also, I'll be in Grand Rapids, Michigan, the 22nd. Um, so they've got Glacier going on up there. So I think it's February 22nd that weekend, if any of your listeners are in the Michigan area. But, hey, we'd love to connect. In the meantime, check out leademup.com. You know, it's, we've got a full library of drills and exercises that you can use with your team to develop the leaders into the – or develop your athletes into the leaders that, that you need to win. So certainly encourage you to check that out. 